SAFM 104-107 Nationwide The Viewpoint 8-10pm Turning conventional wisdom on its head on SAFM. We focus now, of course, our attention on the scourge of GBV in South Africa. Women and children are not safe, and it is men who are hurting and harming them. Since late last year, we have seen adverts and pictures on social media campaigns that claim to be against GBV, but we seem to have a poor understanding of what their messaging means to women, queer, elderly, disabled, and children, queer persons, perhaps I should hasten to say. The elderly, definite article, not elderly, as part of the collective community. Why is this happening? Then let's have a conversation for men. Songezo, Meshak, Kabelo, Malose. Gentlemen, opening statements, two minutes. Meshak, good evening. Thanks for joining us again. Good evening, Songezo. Good evening to the listeners and um, other participants. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking, it's tough, and we live it there in, in the days when really men cannot be seen to be providers and protectors they can only be seen as part of the bigger problem as part of the abuse as part of the lawlessness and yes as part of the gender-based violence that everybody's talking about we can never really sit down and say this will go out we men and ourselves the women I'm going to have to let go of Meshak for a moment there because we do have a slight connection problem with him. We will return. Mr. Meshak Kekana is the founder and chairperson of Dads in the Picture. We've had him on the show a couple of times talking about many issues that at a social level affect men and it is that effect that has a very poor consequence in society more broadly. Mr. Meshak Kekana, if your line is sorted, we will now continue with Mr. Kabelo Chabalala, who is the founder and chairperson of the Young Men Movement. Sir, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Do you want to just talk about the work of the Young Men Movement does specifically and how then it addresses the scourges over or about which we are now talking? Um, good evening and good evening to the listener. Well, uh, about four years ago, if not more, uh, myself and a team sat together and we realized that South Africa is at a turning point. But most importantly, we find ourselves having a group of men that are socialized or that are done a disservice in how we socialize them and how they transition from boyhood to manhood. So we decided that maybe what is best for us to do is to try and socialize and groom uh, positive masculinity or soft masculinity within the boy child so that in the near future we could have better boys or men that are better socialized to be intact with their emotions, to understand that the rejection can be handled in a different way, to speak more about how they feel and to understand the world in a more different way than this violence that we are seeing all over. So our, our goal well, our mission is to say that for us to actually get to the core of the unhealthy masculinities that are being displayed by us men over the world, it's for us to actually start by nurturing the boy child in a way that would ensure that we have a different society of men in the near future. I will hasten to say to you, Meshach Kabel, as well as Malo, that I would will, I'd be willing to wager 
that this conversation might not enjoy participation in men. And it's, it's, I'm not playing devil's advocate yeah, because this is just how I have picked up. Every time we have a conversation of this kind on radio, certainly the participation from the public just for some reason or the other drops. Whether or not the mere mention of gender-based violence drops, whether or not it's me and I'm not able to extract the kind of experiences and voices necessary <laughs> for this platform, I equally accept that that is a possibility. Or simply people are uncomfortable or are now, I don't know, the ears just shut off. Whatever the reason is, we don't seem to engage robustly on what is a scourge that hurts all of society, not just women. Of course, the women are hurt the most because they bear the bruises and they're the ones who have wreaths over them in their still bodies. What can be done from a psychological perspective? What does this nation need? Dr. Malosa Langa. Uh, thanks, Sungez. Uh, and your... Yeah your other guests, and and good evening to your listeners. I mean, they, they, there's a lot that can be that can be done because when you look at the whole process of what makes a man a man, I mean, in, 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 in my book, you begin to see a different picture. And, and I guess in, in summary, oh. is that the whole process of becoming a man, it's very painful. And also when you look at how boys police each other in becoming men, you, you, you see a lot of hurt, you see a lot of humiliation, you see a lot of like no shame. So, so, so obviously, psychologically, as per your question, what needs to be done is to help men heal from what I call a boy's code. You know, because there are all these like you no know, practices uh, that one need to like you no know, comply with. So the only way to help men is to get in touch with their own like you no know, feelings and emotions, and for them to start living this life fully. And 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 I guess that will free them of like you know any form of like you no know, pain. Let's talk about, you mentioned masculinity. Let's talk about how these slogans have contributed one way or the other. And I'm asking this question to Malo Selanga, who's the author of Becoming Men, Black Masculinities in a South African Township. Of course, this is because he is in the Department of Psychology School of Human, Human and Community Development at Wits University. So not necessarily an academic, but a theoretical understanding and contribution in terms of when we say boys will be boys what does that do when we say it's a man's world what does that do when we talk about the bro code what do these slogans do subconsciously that manifest physically in young boys who become men in young women or in young girls who become women, what does this do? What framing and characterization does this build? Norms that become conventional, thus acceptable. Yeah, I, I guess that is the is the key question, and 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 obviously here I'll I'll, I'll begin with this like you no know, quote by a, a French uh, philosopher, uh, Simone de Beauvoir. Where, where she, she says, and you won't believe that this is like many years ago, uh, fires like you know, 1955, to say no one is born a man, no one is born a woman. No one is born a boy, no one is born a girl. We, we, we all sort of like you know, be, be, become. 
um, and and the whole process of like you not know, becoming, as you can see it in the in the title, if you look for 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 girls, the, the the process of becoming a girl, it is characterized by a lot of nurturing, a lot of caring, a lot of loving, and and when you look at the interaction, the the interaction is more human. Uh, girls, I mean, even empirically, um, get a lot of hugs, get a lot of kisses. But with boys, the, the process of becoming a boy is, is very violent. It's very traumatic. It's very lonely. Men don't very, cry. It, yeah, it's very alienating. So instead of connecting with yourself, you, 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 you become a stranger to yourself. Uh, you, you become more alien to yourself. To, 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 to and, and obviously, I mean, you, 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 you see it on how very young, like no boys, and you know, because when, when you look at the book, I mean, I interviewed these boys when they were very, very young, but when you look at the content of things that they were saying, even in terms of like no dating, already they were talking about sex and how they talk about sex, they're already talking about, you know, um, their relationship with, uh, I guess, like no other boys who were classified as like no gay, um, you, 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 you see a lot of like no dynamics, though they were young, the content can still be applicable <clears throat> to like no older men. And, and obviously with this like no young boys, I guess because they were very young, they were less defensive in terms of re- re- revealing the truth of what it means to be, to be a boy in becoming like a man. Um, mm. and, and, and when you look at their relationship with girls, there's a lot of like you no know, sexualization of girls. There's a lot of like you no know, objectification of girls, but they also police each other like you no know, continuously. Uh, and 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 a boy who's considered to be to be soft, uh, he's more likely to be to be labeled, and and obviously he 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 gets kicked out out of the boys' club. I can and, fully and, accept that because I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's exactly what happens coming from a boys-only environment in hostel. As an eight-year-old, I was in a hostel for 11 out of 12 years in a boys-only environment, in an environment which was even foreign to me, former Model C schools. And I can fully accept that you had to man up or you had to man up. You just literally had to do that option. Otherwise, to not man up, you were subject to constant bullying, nicknames. You were literally an outcast if you couldn't stand up for yourself. And I'm asking this question because I want to come through to you because you were not able to give us a full picture. The role of dads in in, in demystifying what society has called be a man, Meshach. The role of dads, positive role models, not necessarily out there, but especially, in fact, in the home. How do we ensure the policing of boys by boys among themselves is proper and progressive. We're coming to use Tembiso in Peter Maritzburg. Sorry about this, but Meshak has to answer this. Ensuring that it's proper. I like the way you put it, because now we're talking about the men who some, if not most of them, grew up themselves unfathered. Grew up themselves without that father figure. Grew up themselves without somebody to coach them and to actually show them the way to. Excuses aside, the fact is you literally know what you know or you don't know what you don't know. So they themselves in the house, they seem to think 
that they are there as an authority. They are there, obviously, as a provider. They are there as, as, as a punisher. And some, some of us, uh, they've been called upon. It's Tempison, Peter Marisburg. Good evening. Whatever they will. Good evening from the session. Well, sir, how are you? Yeah, so I that po- the point about boarding school that um, it's pretty because I was in boarding school and it's so if you go to a model C school and you go back and you've been boarding and you go back to Kokas and you just see things, they label you as a, as as a gay because you go to only boys school and label. But the mannerisms that we are taught in a poor old boys school, when a lady comes in, you stand up, open the door. It's, it's stuff like that we need to teach our kids at like a young age how to treat a woman. Because at the current moment, there are no fathers teaching kids how to be kids. There are eighteen fathers. Fathers are not there for their kids. They rather throw money at it and let the mother grab the kid. And which, in that process, the mother can teach the kid, a, a son so much, but a father needs to there to teach the son the wrongs the right and how to treat a woman. Because they see what's happening on the street. If Koka see someone hits a, a chick, it's something that it's normal. But we need, as fathers, need to teach the kids that is not normal. Because that mentality goes into their relationships. They're always angry at women or because of the anger they have for their fathers. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Tembiso. Gabelo, you were listening to that, yes? Look, the, 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 the issue of fathers is a, it's a quite interesting one because as you speak, right? Um, according to the records, according to Sisters essay, 63% plus of fathers are absent. And now, every time they say, what are the current fathers doing? I'm thinking they're referring to a minority of less than 35% that are present. So now, what about that almost 70% of that are growing, whether they're girls or boys? It doesn't matter, but their fathers are not there. The other thing that adds to that element is that um, that number is not specific and it becomes problematic because it says 67% plus of others or 65% plus of others are absent. However, it there are fathers who don't know about the paternity of their kids. There are fathers who are honestly refuse that paternity of their kids. And many other elements that, and, and nuances that are included into that conversation. However, I still want us to remember that Father, fathering doesn't always have to be physical, um, I mean, biological. Some of the, the, the role models that we need, like myself, I mean, I'm a father figure to more than 80 young men. Um, even though some of them, their fathers are present in their lives and they're active, they still see me as that more relatable father figure in their lives. So I think we need to also do away with that whole argument of the absent fathers when they are uncles, when they are pastors when they are soccer coaches and the many other father figures in society that could still play that role that could fill that role within surely there's society. a difference between a soccer coach who doesn't sleep at home a pastor who you meet once a week a teacher that you've got only during sunrise not during sunset in those exchanges with yourself when you are vulnerable at home engaging yourself for who you really are when all of those male role models let me say are not there that surely then is the province of dads that's where dads should be because that is where most of the molding is so that when you engage society and all these other men you are in a position 
to feed off what you are getting as validation from home. Meshak, do you want to respond? Can I make one point before you move to to me? Okay, for sure, for sure. Um, What I want to explain to you is that in South Africa, when men, as men, we are actually perpetuating so much violence, right? Even that out of the plus minus 35% of deaths that are present, some of them are actually the most abusive. So my point is that even the present deaths are actually problematic because they are perpetrators of violence. No so them being present does not mean that they're going to be actually good role models to their sons. And you need to factor that when you speak about that um, part about present fathers. I fully accept. What we propose to do then, late, I mean, gentlemen, I beg your pardon, ladies, of course, are listening, I hope anyway, and will hopefully participate and hopefully even fix our language. I did hear Ustembiso say, if a man hits a chick, Perhaps our language might also need to change. What do you think of that, Malose? I'm coming back to you, Meshak, Kabelo, and Malose. But first, after the break, we're going to go straight to Khole in Bulugwane. After the break, please stay tuned, everybody. SAFM, leading the conversation. Nothing conventional on the viewpoint. Call Songhezo now. 891 The men are out of hibernation. Thanks, James. Thoroughly appreciated. Never mind me and my facetiousness. Khole Pulugwana, good evening. Babu Ngonde, after him. Good evening. Hello, it's God. Uh, I beg, I beg I'm, I'm happy that uh, the last speaker talked about because I'm, no, I'm always against this thing of absent fathers as it is a notion. Because if you just look at the theorem or the theory that if one was raising the absent father, the mother was supposed to be a role figure and the father figure, it means that person should respect women so much. So it shouldn't be the opposite. But that may be what it is. The fact is we are just a violent nation. And I think it starts from childhood, like you did when you were in the boarding schools. You know, you, the, the, the newcomers will be... A initiated mm. rough life. No, when if we start from childhood, if a boy slap a girl and the consequences, then it will. I used to tell to tell people youngsters when we were playing soccer in the outskirts, and they would say, "No, this boy loves me. That's why he slapped me. That's why he beat me." I said that's nonsense. If people start to have consequences from the beginning. I think we're going to have a, a better life. But now they grow without consequences. That's why they, when they were dropped by the girlfriend, they think they own them to beat them. But if consequences are management is starting from the childhood and primary school and secondary school, we'll be better off. Thank you. Thank you very much, Babu Gola. Thousand apologies for the mispronunciation of your name. I never take kindly to it, and I certainly am not going to be the one who's going to be indifferent to the pronunciation of anybody's name. And I do apologize to you and to anybody else who has ever been offended by me like that before. Babu Ngonde, good evening. Calling us from Port Elizabeth. Babu Ngonde? Hello? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Babu Ngonde, I can hear you loud and clear. You're on SAFM with Songazo, my pet. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm Ms. Songazo. I spoke last week to a murderer who confessed he, he did a murder of his girlfriend. I spoke to him just to understand the psyche of a murderer. You would be surprised what transpired. Anyway, it was his mind. Old in his mind. Right? And he was possessed with jealousy, with control, because in his mind, he owned her. 
right? Secondly, song is, I did ask him, what does the family of the deceased feel? Because obviously, you cannot undo that. In short, song is, this is what the madam told me. He would prefer to be hanged. He would prefer that the state were to commit murder. I mean, to punish punishment, you know. He, he felt so demoralized that he wasn't killed himself. Right? After fifteen years, he served only seven. He's out on parole. Songezo, good afternoon. Good evening, Babungond. It doesn't sound like this guy is rehabilitated at all. Let's return then in this particular order. Dr. Malosa Langa, author of Becoming Men, Black Masculinities in a South African Township, respond to anything that would have triggered you. And then we come back to Mr. Meshak Kekana. I mean, I guess, I guess a lot was um, said by both my fellow guests and, 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 and your callers. And, and I, I think... I, I agree with like some of the comments um, made, but the other key point is, is how this motion of like no fatherhood is often sort of like no spoken about. I I fully agree that fatherhood is is important and fathers play a significant role in in the development of like no children, be emotionally, be cognitively, be physically. There's no doubt about that. And and in fact, there is literature confirming the benefits of children that grew up with, like, no fathers. Mm. Again, there's a contradictory view of children that um, grow with fathers and fathers that become very, like, abusive. So we, we also need to be very careful about other discourses that we create along the way in trying to sort of like you know, find solutions. But I agree that we also need to celebrate, and which you find in the book, the role that like you no know, mothers like you no know, play in, in raising like you know boys to be loving people, to be caring people, uh, to be like you no know, humble like you no know, people. And then the issue about I guess someone said the the psyche of a of a, of a mother, uh, you know, to say. I, I fail to understand that. And in fact, I mean, though in the book I did not talk quite extensively on this, but the, the few papers that I've like, you know, written on this, what I call the, the, the act of enactment, you know, because if you were to look at some of these uh, incidents, uh, let's take the last like, you know, incident that has been reported in the media of Tsogofa uh, Zopuli, you know, obviously, I mean, she was she was sort of like you no know, hanged and stabbed and pregnant, uh, eight months like you no know, pregnant and so on and so forth. So if you, if if you had to see the moment and and try and imagine the whole sort of like you see, there are a lot of issues sort of like you know, at play, because first of all, you, you begin to question the, the the sanity of a person who has committed uh, this horrific, terrific, uh, horrifying like you know uh, crime. But also, I mean, there's something quite perverse there. Uh, they, they, there's something uh, very traumatic. And, and obviously, I mean, I argue in my other work, like around the, the, the crime of, uh, the, the scene of a crime can also tell you a lot about the nature of the person who has committed a crime sort of like itself. 
and and then that obviously that we need another conversation but the quick one it, it's also around how boys at a very young age uh, start treating girls and also i mean the language that they use in in reference to like you know girls i mean like i guess we touch on like you know some of the terms that we used like abocheri and chicks and 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 so on and so forth and obviously i mean if you to unpack the meaning of all those like you know, terms there's a lot like you know, associated like you know, with that but basically it's, it's like around girls must toe the line and if they don't toe the line uh they, they they're going to be sort of like you no know, punished and when they're being punished obviously often we say boys will be boys like you said you know in your introduction and you turn a blind eye they're still young and they're learning the ropes and later it's when we want to then say this is a problem but when we look back is that they started like you know, abusing girls at a very like you no know, young young age and at that time it was highly highly normalized and it was sort of like you know, accepted fantastic and i'm of your view to say in south africa in conclusion is that we have we have so much data in terms of you know what are the risk like you no know, factors meaning causes of like you no know, violence more than 200 to 1000 like you no know, studies 10 seconds like, please you know but we still failing to come up with workable like you no know, solutions and i think that is where we should be spending a lot of our energy uh, because the risk factors are well are well known Let's hold the thought right there. Thank you so much, Dr. Malosa Langa, author of When He Keeps Referring to the Book I Wrote, is talking about becoming men, black masculinities in a South African township. We return with the conversation. I'm sorry about that, Mr. Meshakekana, but we will come straight to you immediately after the break. Clifford Nuppington, you're also in my radio. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. We're back. We are live on air. It's 2052. The conversation continues until the top of the hour. Mr. Meshakekana, your thoughts very briefly because I do want to go to Mr. Clifford in Uppington with his question or contribution. Meshak, mothers, there is the sentiment that despite everything that we're talking about, which I don't take away from, mothers, single mothers, or mothers who don't have good relationships with the fathers of their children can and should shoulder some responsibility for how especially their boys turn out. What would your response be to that? I might not have encapsulated the sentiment essentially, something like that. How would you respond to that? I believe that mothers um, are doing the best they can with what they have, and, and, and we appreciate that. And I believe that we need to also look at it and say there's single parenting and then there's solo parenting. We, some of us were raised by mothers who were single in status, but they had a whole village to assist them. They had the grandfathers, they had the uncles and everybody else around them. Now, single by being solo, the one and only person in the house, the one and only person that the young boy is getting, yes. having access to, it literally puts you in that position of saying, what, what is it that you can do or you ought to be doing to ensure that this young man learns the values they need to learn. They understand that what does respect mean for a woman? Because it's one thing for a woman to be trying to teach a young boy about respecting a woman while the young boy is thinking, but all the other men around me, every other men that I know, actually acts in a different way. So yes, they need to, they have a certain level of responsibility towards that. However, we need to look at it to say, for that situation to actually even arise, 
for that mother to be parenting alone, saying, what is it, what happened, where is the father, how did it get here? So we need the father to be in that picture to correct that or to make sure it doesn't happen. Beautiful. Let's go to Clifford in Uppington. Thanks for your patience, Clifford. Your comments and contributions, please. Briefly, good evening to your panel there. I just want uh, one contribution. I believe that mentoring these young boys, it starts at home. You know, sometimes you find that there is two, uh, there is the key that to both parents, but because of some of the things that the parents are doing in the house, like swearing, whatever, the kid normally will take from what he's getting from the house, mm. taking it outside. You understand? If there is violence inside yes. the house, but when they are outside, the parents, everything is good. Yes. They are taking it from there, taking it to the community. Right? Number two, I think the community can, pay, can play a different role because some of us, we grew up without our fathers, and then we got some people around that will mentor us. Going to school, the same thing. Teachers will mentor you. So I, I, I think it starts actually from home, coming to the community, to school. I Excellent. think that's how where we should uh, channel our kids into that direction and make them understand what are the importance. This certainly then does speak to you. Thank you so much, Clifford. I appreciate your time. Cabello, this does, this does especially then speak to the work of the Young Men Movement. Can you take us to the top of the hour in just encapsulating the comments and thoughts of Baba Clifford from Uppington in relation to what he has said and the work of Young Men Movement should be doing, is doing, and will be doing? Yeah, and I mean, also, uh, the president spoke so much about uh, the shift to focus on empowering the boy child, because that's where it starts. Um, we can't always talk about men are bad, as though men just come out of from planet, I don't know, Pluto, and then they land up here as adults. They are the very same boys that we've been nurturing, and we are doing so little to ensure that we're putting the right building blocks in how we help them to, you know, refine their personalities and how we help them and how we socialize them at the different spaces, at school, at church, at home, particularly at home. So, and that is why the, the, the movement continues to do that. And we've seen results, particularly with the boys that we started with that were 14, and today they're 18 and above. And so it, it, it makes so much sense because you, you are certain that the future is going to have better men, better socialized men, um, and, and people who are going to be so intact with their health intelligence, to know that they are allowed to feel whatever that they feel, to know that they are allowed to express themselves about anything that it may be bothering them, to do away with the whole thing mm-hmm. of that monakita, or a man is a tiger or a lion, they don't cry, and all those kind of things, to do away with them, to remind them that they are human beings, that it's okay to cry if something hurts you, that it's okay to talk about issues if you are not feeling okay about something, so that the next person may know. Because we've also realized that a lot of the problems start from men putting things up, and we start teaching these things to them when they were young. So I would like for us to actually break this cage that we put young men into and socialize them in a more human manner, in a manner that makes them uh, know that it's okay to cry, makes them know that it's okay to talk about issues, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, those are the things that I think we must start to do, because we, we can talk about the men that are already old, that are already set in their ways. It's very difficult to change them from what they think and what they Excellent. think is right mm-hmm. or wrong. Yeah.
Very good. No, I do appreciate your thoughts, all of you, Mr. Meshak Kekana, Mr. Kabelo Chabalala. Just for you specifically now, the author, Dr. Malosolanga, tell us about this book, where we can get it, what we should look forward to, because you've made intimations there. You've got a minute. Yeah, I mean, the, the book is, is available at all exclusive books, and it's also available on, on, on online, Amazon, Take a Lot. And and obviously, I mean the 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 book covers a lot of like no topics, um, and it mainly talks about like you no know, young young boys becoming like you no know, men, uh, from them growing without fathers, present mothers, their schooling, dating girls, and then becoming young young fathers and entering the world of like no work. Yeah, carry on. Yes. Uh, so, 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 obviously, I mean, in in the book, what you uh, get, like, you know, mainly, is is the tensions and I guess, like, you know, emotional processes uh, that this young man mm-hmm. have gone gone through in negotiating, like, you know, meanings of uh, like, you know, manhood, but also what you begin to see in the book is the possibilities that young men. Uh, can can be different, you know, despite them growing in a township like no context. Excellent, excellent. Because more often when people think of like no townships, they think of like no gangsters, uh, young men who are abusing like you know women. But in this book, you find like you no know, young men who grew up in this like you no know, township of Alexandra and behaving like no quite like no differently let's let them That's read the like book that. mandla i mean i mean mr langa let's let, let's let them read the book so that they can hopefully come to their own conclusions in becoming men black masculinity is in a south african township it's 21 hours it's time for news good evening great host thanks gents